You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. His good and His mercy endures forever. Hmm. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. And... Um, We're dealing with the subject of faith, and we've been on one verse for some weeks now. Mm. <coughs> Let's read from verse 32. It's more interesting when you read it from there. Huh? What one is in verse 34, but 32 says, what, what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell you of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, and became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. I want to speak this morning on the faith that turns weakness into strength. Out of weakness were made strong. The faith that makes, that transforms weakness into strength. There is a faith like that. And that's what the Bible tells us here. It is possible. How many people have experienced weakness before? <laughs> yeah, but there is a faith that can turn your weakness into your strength. There's a faith that can turn your weakness into your strength. And if you don't, if you don't know how to walk in this kind of faith, then when you are weak, you are hopeless. When you are weak, you become powerless. But with this kind of faith, even weakness, in the, in, the, in the time of weakness, you can be strong. In the time of weakness, you can do great exploits. In the time of weakness, you can defeat the enemy. In the time of weakness. Isn't that wonderful? One of the things I realize is that God does not need the enemy to be weak before he defeats him. Did you hear that? Yeah. So God is not looking for the enemy's weak moment before he manifests his strength in your life. So it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how strong the enemy is, his strength is no match for God. Isn't that encouraging? Because sometimes, unconsciously, we think that when the enemy is strong, then we stand no chance. Or we think that God is looking for the enemy's weak moment before he can strike. No, God is not like that. God just moves. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter the enemy's state of mind. It doesn't matter his condition. It doesn't matter his, 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 um, his strength. It, it, it's immaterial. It's immaterial. God just needs your faith. He needs your faith to work, not the enemy's weakness. So don't ever think that because you are weak, you are out. You're not. Unless you choose to surrender. If you don't surrender, there's hope for you. So he's telling us here that there are people by faith, out of weakness, were made strong. So in your state of weakness, you can be made strong. You can be made strong. 
Oftentimes, I've seen that God has done greater things in and through my life at the moments of my weakness. When I feel least anointed, then God moves. The moment I feel I'm more anointed now, oof. Ah. God doesn't do much. He does more at my times of weakness than my times of strength. It's interesting. I'm just telling you my experience. I don't know about yours. But I suspect at the times of my weakness, then I cannot take any credit. I cannot say because it's because I'm so strong. I, feel, I mean, I just... I just did it. No, no, no. I can't say that. I, because I know myself. I know this was not me. This was not me. The most powerful messages I've preached were at the times I'd even feel anointed. Times I was ill-prepared. <laughs> Interesting. I've seen more miracles when I was not strong than when I was strong. I don't understand, but that's just, that's just experience. So what am I saying? The moment you feel weak, never you be deceived into thinking you're out of the game. Don't. That's what the enemy wants you to think. Why? Because he wants you to have faith in your strength rather than faith in God. Now, I'm not saying if you are strong, you shouldn't believe you are strong. But I'm just saying your faith should not be in your strength. Your faith should be in the Lord. Who is your strength? It's the Lord. The Lord is my strength. Hmm? Yes, he is my strength. So because of that, you need to begin to know how to appropriate your faith even when you are weak, when you feel weak. You need to know what to do when you feel weak. Huh? Sometimes I tell myself, Eric, it's just a feeling. Somebody say, it's just a feeling. Yeah, I feel weak. It's a feeling. It's just the feeling. Not necessarily my reality. Look at Exodus chapter 15 verse 2. It says, The Lord is my strength and what? Song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise His name. My Father's God and I will exalt Him. See? Lord is my strength. So I am not my strength. <laughs> I am not my strength. Tell yourself who your strength is. So when you have a feeling of weakness, tell yourself who your strength is. Yes. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. So it, it, it doesn't matter to me. I feel weak. So what? The Lord is my strength. <laughs> so if He is my strength and I feel weak, what difference does it make? No difference. Yeah. So because of that, you can be strong all the time. It's by faith. It's by faith. So put your faith in the Lord. Let Him be your strength. That's why the Bible says, let the weak say, why, why do you say I'm strong? Are you lying? He says, let the weak say, so when you feel weak, what do you say? Why do you say, I feel weak? How many people have said that? Oh, I'm just so weak. 
Let the weak say, I am weak. Is that what your Bible tells you? So why do you say it? Because the world around you says it. Yes? The world around you says, uh, uh, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak. Mm, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak. <laughs> Can't even make it into a best-selling album. Yeah. But that, that's not what the Bible tells you. It says, let the weak say, I am strong. The weak say, I'm strong. Huh? Look at Psalm 46, verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength. Come on. Say, He's my strength. And song. He's my refuge and strength. Yes. A very present help in trouble. Come on. Very present help. He's never absent. Even the person that loves you the most is not your very present help. Because there are times that person is absent. I know your spouse loves you, your family loves you, everybody loves you, they can even die for you. But they are not your very present help. Yet, we trust them more than we trust the Lord. Hmm? A very present help in trouble. How many people have been in trouble and you, you, you realize that people avoid you when you're in trouble? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm amazed. When you're in crisis, people, people avoid you like a, you know, as if you're a fly or something. I don't know. Hmm? It's like, hey, she's in trouble now. Let's just, let's just, hmm? So the, 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 the thing that, that, that your problem will be spread is contagious. It becomes contagious. When you are in trouble, it becomes contagious. People avoid you. Even your best friends just stop taking your calls. Huh? They stop taking your calls. They stop. Uh, they, they don't want to see you. They, want to, they don't want to be around you. The moment you walk in, they say, oh, well, I was about to leave. Why? Because you are in trouble. But God is not like that. He's your very present help. He's your very present help in trouble. Some people avoid you because they think that you are cursed. That's why you, have a, you are in trouble. They think you are, a, you are carrying a curse and that curse might be transferred to them. It's amazing what people think. I've had someone leave the church and say because, you know, Something happened to me. <laughs> huh? So, something bad happened to me. Then, you run. I, 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 it's amazing. Huh? People are just great. <laughs> I don't understand that logic. And that's why you find out that the church has a tendency to shoot people who are shot. Hmm? Yeah. When battle, hmm? and then the enemy shoots you, strikes you with a bullet, you fall down. Then they now come and pull, 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 finish you. Instead of carrying you out of the battle, huh? taking you for emergency care. So what do they do? You are weak now. So let's finish you. The only army that kills its wounded. <laughs> no hospital for the wounded. Eh? Isn't that interesting? Hmm. You're looking at me as if you don't know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. So if 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 I'm if I'm if I'm weak, does that mean that I'm a devil? Huh? Even if I have a demon, you come and help me. Am I correct? Amen. Don't you have power to cast out demons? Amen. What are you, where are you going to use it? I'm not saying I have a demon, okay? I don't have a demon. Demons are scared of me. They wish they could have me. Then I'll be very useful for them. But they can't get their wish. My Lord. So you see, the, 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 what you need to understand about yourself is this. You are human. Being human alone is weak. All right? The flesh, let me put it that way. The flesh is weak. Okay? The flesh is weak. And you cannot cast out your flesh. How many people know that? Yes. You cannot cast out your flesh. So, so you cannot cast out your sinful nature, you can't cast it out. And so your flesh is, um, how does the Bible call it? Base, base elements. The, 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 the desires of earthly things, that's all that your flesh is interested in. Your flesh is not interested in heavenly things. Did you know that? Yeah, your flesh didn't want to come here now. Yeah, but it's because your spirit is so strong. And you just got up and you say, I'm going. It's cold, but I'm going. I'll, I can do with another hour's sleep, but I'm going. Come on. And you are here this morning. 5.30 in the morning. Come on, give yourselves a hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that is to say that your flesh does not control you. So what happened in the midst of the weakness of the flesh? You found strength. And where is your strength? In your spirit. Yeah, your, your, your flesh is weak, but your spirit is strong. Your spirit is strong. Jesus said the, the spirit is indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So he said that about the disciples in Gethsemane when he called them to pray together. And they were all falling asleep. Fast asleep. Three hours in a row sleeping. Can you imagine? We come for a prayer meeting. And for three hours you are sleeping. I mean, I can understand if someone sleeps for like 10 minutes, you know, power nap. You, you get what I'm saying? But three whole hours sleeping. And Jesus looks. Jesus doesn't condemn them. He just says, mm, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> yeah? So what happened is that Satan capitalized on the weakness of the flesh. To stop them from praying. And that's the entry point. A lot of times that's the entry point of the enemy. He enters through our flesh. He enters our lives through our flesh. So he looks for that, that um, sinful nature. The, the propensity for disobedience. For sin. You know? In the flesh, he enters through there to try to get you to do his will. But by faith this morning, we defeat that. Amen. We defeat that. Mighty God. So, although your sinful nature is weak, your spirit man is strong. Amen. So, you want to draw from your spirit man. 
Why? Why? Because your, 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 your spirit man is directly connected with God who is your strength. God who is your strength and refuge. Okay? Why? You and God are one. Did you know that? Yes, you and God are one. He that is joined to Christ is one spirit. One spirit with him. So you are one spirit with God. And God is not weak. And if you are one with him, then you are strong. Even when you are weak. <laughs> Can you handle that? Even when your flesh is weak, you say, I am strong. That's why the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. I feel weak in the body, but I am strong. My mind is strong. My spirit is strong. And therefore, I'm strong. I might not feel it because I'm talk- feelings don't happen in the spirit. They're not, it's, it's, it's a product of my flesh. Yeah. The voice of the flesh. It's feelings. Huh? So when you feel weak, what's happening is your body talking. It's not your spirit. Many people confuse that. So when you went, I, you say, oh, I, I feel... No, no, no. It's not your spirit talking. It's the body talking. So when the body says, I'm weak, the spirit says, I'm strong. And I found out that a lot of times when you think you are really tired... You might not be as tired as you think you are. You go ask marathon runners. Yeah? The body is saying, I'm finished now. I'm dead now. I'm dead now. You better stop. Quit now. Quit, quit, quit. And just, they just keep going. They just keep going. They just keep going. Ah, what's, then at the end of the day, they discover I've made it. How did I make it? I thought I was going to die like how many kilometers away. But look at where I am. What happened? The spirit took, was able to take them through to the finishing line. You see, the spirit kept pushing. The spirit was strong. The body was weak, but the spirit was strong. So you, you can imagine just with mere determination somebody that doesn't even know God is able to draw strength at the time of weakness. How much more you who has the Lord as your strength and you have faith to believe God. Hmm? Life Somebody says, oh, well, life is tough. Well, I want to say to you, I'm tougher than life. Why don't you say that? Life is tough, but I'm tougher. Come on, say it. It sounds nice. Come on, say it like you believe it. That's right. Life is tough, but I'm tougher. You can tweet that if you like, because it's good. Tell yourself, life is tough, but I'm tougher. Huh? I'm tougher. Yeah. So, why? Because the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. And if the Lord is my strength, guess what? I can't lose. Hmm? Look at Judges chapter 7. Let's see this guy. Oh my God, this man. What shall I say about Gideon? Huh? Talk about weakness. This guy was hiding. All right? The Midianites have oppressed the entire nation. Okay? They're not even, they don't even, they're not even, they don't even have a weapon. They don't even have agricultural implements. Everything has been taken away by the Midianites. And this guy. This guy is there in hiding, threshing wheat. Why? 
he is afraid. He's afraid and the angel of the Lord, the Lord comes to him. Hmm? The Lord comes to him in chapter 6. Verse 11 says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the turban tree, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Josh, the Abizrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. <gasps> what a contradiction. He is hiding out of fear. Out of fear. In other words, in his weakest moment. Can you see? In his weakest moment, the angel comes and calls him mighty man. Mighty man of valor. <laughs> is God playing tricks on him or what? No, God was speaking to his spirit. God was speaking to his potential. God was speaking to his destiny. God was calling out destiny from him. Yeah, he was overwhelmed by the natural situation. He was overwhelmed by the prevailing conditions. But God does not operate like that. He doesn't need any condition to be conducive before he does things. That's what makes him God. He just comes in and he does it. When it's time to do it, let's get it done. Everything will have to line up when God begins to move. Yeah, so you must put your faith in him. You must put your confidence in him. Everything is against me. So what? God with me is majority. God is, God with me. The entire nation is against you. So what? If God is with you. Who can be against you? Is that not what the Bible says? Yeah. So Gideon is there in his weakest moment and the Lord is calling him uh, a mighty man of valor. What makes him mighty? The Lord is with you. Come on. Can you see? The Lord is with you. When the Lord is with you, in your weakest moment, you are strong. You are strong. So all you need to do is to ensure that the Lord is with you. If the Lord is with you, you're sorted. Even if you're going down, make sure you're going down with the Lord. <laughs> are you getting my point? Yeah, you're going down with the Lord. The Lord is with you. You are going to bounce back to a greater height than where you were before. Why? Because the Lord is with you. Yeah, that's what, made, that's what made Gideon powerful. Why? The Lord. It wasn't Gideon's like um, incredible leadership ability, in, in, incredible strategic and, and uh, you know, his military prowess. No, no, no. It's none of those. Although if they are there, God can use them. But God doesn't depend on them. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So sometimes we, we base so much upon our natural abilities that we miss out on what is available from God, which is supernatural. Obviously, the natural and the super and, 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 and God, you know, the natural in us and the super in God makes us supernatural. It's that combination. Of man and God that brings about the supernatural. So don't be don't be ashamed of your humanity. Alright? So God calls him mighty man, and then God tells him how he's going to deliver the Israelites. Uh, Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles? Ah, don't you feel like that sometimes? Let's be real. I don't know times you felt, where, where is this God that they're talking about? When pastor is talking, he's always talking so passionately about this God. I can't see him in my life. Where, where are the miracles that we've read about, we heard about, this person has testified? Where is my own testimony? 
That's what Gideon was saying. Where is he? If God is with us. Did, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Can you see? He's saying God is not with us. That's why we're so weak. He has forsaken us. The Midianites have, you know, they are beating us. They've humiliated us. And look at what I'm doing. Hiding. And no more activity. I can't even do it in the open. Hmm? Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this your... In <laughs> now this guy, I mean, let's be real. He's hiding. Okay? He's threshing wheat in hiding, praying that nobody sees him. If the Gibeonites catch me, I'm in trouble. The angel comes and says, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. And now he's saying, if God is with us, where are the miracles? He brought us out of Egypt. We've heard all those stories. Now he has, handed, he has abandoned us. And you are telling me this. And look at the, the angel's reply. Huh? He doesn't even respond to Gideon's negativity. You understand? He doesn't respond. It's as if he just continued from where he was. He just continued. He says, The Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Oh my God. Lord, did you hear what I just said? Huh? The Lord heard, but he did not hear. Why? Because he knew, this guy, this is the flesh talking. So why listen to the flesh? This is the flesh talking. God says, this is your might. Where is the might? <laughs> tell, tell me, where is the might? The guy is hiding. He's negative. Hello? Yeah, yeah he's negative. And God is telling him, this might. Wait. <laughs> but you know, God is amazing. He, he's not like us. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's so faithful. He's so loving. He's so understanding. He understands our weaknesses. <coughs> so in the midst of that weakness, God says, go in this your might. You are going to save Israel. So this is a typical of, uh, example of out of weakness were made strong. You see? So Gideon at his weakest moment, God is seeing strength in him. He's seeing strength in him. So he said to him, Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest. Come on, can you see? The weakest in Manasseh. You know Manasseh? Descendants of Joseph. Manasseh were mixed race. Manasseh were made up. You remember Jacob's, uh, Joseph's wife was Egyptian. So Manasseh was not even pure breed. If you want to put it that way. Okay. Huh? If you like, you can say Manasseh was colored. <laughs> Even in South African terms. Yeah. Yeah. Manasseh. He, you know, they, they are not even cultured. <coughs> they, they are confused because they don't, they don't know. Are they Jews? Are they Egyptians? Sometimes they're Egyptians. Sometimes they're Jews. Some, come on. And he says, not only Manasseh, the weakest in the entire tribe. That's where God went to get a deliverer. How many people feel weak sometimes? Never you think that because you are weak, God cannot use you. Don't ever think like that. I'm telling you. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, the Bible says that God uses the weak things to confound the mighty. That's God's, that's God's formula. He uses what? The weak things. So when you feel weak, that's your qualification. God's, huh? But God, has not God chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the things that are wise? And, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. That's my God. Say, that's my God. Yeah, that's my God. That's how he works. So when you feel the least qualified, that's when you're qualified. One of, the, one of the qualifications of being used by God is weakness. According to that verse. <laughs> no, it's in your Bible. Yeah. The reason why many strong people are disqualified is because of the pride of their strength. But the weak, they know that they are weak. And God says, I can use you to shame the mighty. Yes? So there is a faith that even though I am weak, I know the Lord is my strength. I am not my strength. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. And therefore, even though I am weak, I declare that I am strong. When you start talking like that, you know what? God begins to work. When you start thinking like that, God begins to work in your life. That even in your weaknesses, you begin to see the way God will transform your weakness into strength. And there are several ways he does that. One of the ways he does that is by surrounding you with certain people. Hmm? Look at the case of Gideon. Let's look at chapter 7. Verse 19, Gideon and the 300 men who were with him came to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just as they had posted the watch. And they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers and were in, that were in their hands. Then three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers they held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for the blowing and the cry, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And every man stood in his place all around the camp and the whole army ran and cried out and fled. When the 300 blew the trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the whole camp. And the army fled to Beth Acacia and toward Zerera, as far as the border of Abel Meholah by Tabath. And the men of Israel gathered together from Naphtali and Asher and all Manasseh and pursued the Midianites. Then Gideon sent messengers through all the mountains of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites. And seize them from, seize and seize from them the watering places as far as Beth Bara and the Jordan. And all the men of Ephraim gathered together and seized the watering places as far as Beth Bara and Jordan. You know, so God uses, reduces Gideon's army drastically to just 300. You are going against a nation with 300. Come on. Let's be real now. That is not a military uh, strategy. Oftentimes, soldiers pride themselves or nations pride themselves with the, 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 
um, the size of their army. Is that not so? I remember during the Gulf War when Saddam was warming up for the mother of all battles, according to what he, he called it. He, why? Because of the size of his army. The size of his army. He felt, yeah, I've got it. God says, Gideon, your army is too much. Um, let's reduce it. What? Reduce and reduce and reduce and reduce and reduce until it got to a point that it didn't make sense. God says, now we're ready. I can use this. And he did. Huh? From hiding in the cave to thresh wheat out of fear, he was made strong to go against the enemy with 300 men. Isn't that amazing? What a transformation. I think it's Psalm 8 verse 2 where the Bible says, out of the mouth of babes. Huh? He has ordained out of the mouth of babes. Huh? Babes. Out of the mouth of babes are nursing infants. Hello? Look at where God demonstrates his strength. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because, your, because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the adventure. So when God wants to manifest his strength, I'm telling you, he's not looking for your strength. He is not looking for your strength. So don't fool yourself because you think you're strong that you're ready. As a matter of fact, when you feel strong, you might not be ready. That's the time, that's the time you are most likely to be deceived. The moment of your strength is the moment of your greatest weakness. I have discovered that from example by I mean by experience, apart from the scripture. That's why the Bible says, Let he that standeth take heed. Let he that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he falls. Is that not what he's saying? Yeah. He, it's not even saying, Let he that stands, but he that thinks he stands, take heed. Lest he falls. Yes. So when you begin to think you are strong, I'm telling you, be careful. Be careful. When you start thinking I'm strong, be careful. Look at it. Look at, look, look at that scripture. Come on. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Let's read it together. 1, 2, 3. Wherefore, let him that thinketh his standard take heed, Lest he fall. Why would he put it like that? Let he that thinketh. So that means you, you have come to a point of confidence. You have come to the point of competency. Come on. Yeah. You have come to the place. Huh? Where you know that you are now strong. He says, when you get to that point and you start thinking like that, that's when the enemy comes in. So take it. Be careful. So, let it be out of your weakness you are made str strong. Let it not be out of your strength you are made weak. <laughs> Do you get my point? Let it be out of your weakness. The faith that we're talking about is the faith that transforms your weakness into strength. And not the pride that transforms your strength into weakness. Because it is pride that transforms your strength into weakness. Pride goes before a fall. So the enemy knows the moment you're strong, 
The only way to get you, he sends the spirit of pride. To transform that strength into weakness. Am I making sense? So that's why we need the faith that transforms weakness. That turns our weakness into strength. We don't need the pride that transforms our strength into weakness. We don't need that. That's what happened to Lucifer. Of all the angels God ever made, there was none as beautiful as Lucifer. There was none as powerful as Lucifer. There are different ways that God will transform your strength. There are ways He will transform your weakness. If you are strong, give Him your strength. If you are weak, give Him your weakness. You, you know, you can't trust yourself with your strength. Give it to Him. There's nothing wrong with being strong, but listen, when you are strong, give Him your strength. Let him help you to manage it. But then when you are weak, give him your weakness. He knows how to transform it into strength. You remember what he told Paul in uh, 2 Corinthians, I think it's chapter 12, when Paul was seeking God to take away this messenger of Satan. What did God say to him? My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Yes? Huh? He said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. So when you are in a moment of weakness, what you need is grace. Say grace. grace. I, need grace I need grace to transform my weakness, transform my into, strength. weakness. into strength. Grace, grace. empowers me. Supernaturally, supernaturally at the time of my weakness. Of my weakness. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so he says to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect. When? In weakness. Hello. God's strength requires weakness. Because, you see, if you don't have weakness and you only have strength, You'll be deceived into thinking that it's you. Which often is the case. I'm just so great. I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so capable. I'm just, you know, I'm so skilled. I'm just, I mean, I'm just too much. Hmm? Yeah. Continue to be too much. <laughs> <laughs> You'll soon be humbled. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've seen it too many times. I've seen it too many times in this short space of time of my life. Too many times I've seen it. <laughs> so the best, the safest place is just to be humble. When you are weak, don't allow your weakness destroy you. All right. Some people now take a, just just use their weakness as an excuse to be irresponsible. Don't be like that. This is the time for you to access His grace, so that His strength can be made perfect in your weakness, in your blindness. God can still show His strength. All right. Your blind spot. God can show his strength. He says, therefore, most gladly I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. This guy had understanding. He knew some things. He knew some things. No wonder he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Huh? Mighty God. So God can... Transform your weakness with His grace. His grace. If you want to access grace, you know that it takes humility, right? God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the... 
Come on. He gives grace to the proud. God resists the humble and he gives grace to the proud. Is that what your Bible tells you? No. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So when you are weak, you need to be humble. Don't take pride in your weakness. Be humble there. So that you can access the grace. Which now perfects his strength in your weakness. Alright. So that's one of the ways that God transforms your, your, um, your weakness into strength. By the power of his grace. Another way he can do that is by the anointing. See, anointing. Yeah, the anointing is a supernatural enablement. It's a supernatural empowerment. God can anoint you with the Holy Spirit and with power. Hallelujah. It's his power. The anointing is not you. It's of God. So he can anoint you to overpower that weakness. And you go around. He says... The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel. Yes, the anointing. You will see the most shy person stand up and speak and you are like, what? How can this person say, talk like this? It's the anointing. It's the anointing. So it's not about who you are. It's not about your personality. It's not about your skill. It's about his grace and his power. It's about his power. So if his anointing is upon you, it doesn't matter whether you have that ability or not. Once it comes on you, poof, it can transform you. If you have ability, it's fine. I mean, God is not allergic to your abilities because he gave them to you anyway. But he can breathe over that thing and take it to another level where it becomes um, so powerful. So he can use your, the anointing. Another thing God can use to transform your weakness into strength is by bringing you strength in, the, in, in, in personified form. So he can bring somebody into your life who will be strong where you are weak, so that you do it together. Yes? Woe to him that is alone. That's what the Bible says. Two are better than one. Because they have a better reward for their labor. So you are weak in this area. God brings you into partnership with someone, and that person is strong. So guess what? You share in that. Isn't that good? God is smart. Why? He doesn't want you to carry all the glory. Because if you have it all, you don't need anybody. That's it. Simple. If you have it all, you don't need anybody, then you can take the glory for everything you do. But if you discover, huh? Because I discovered that, okay, fine. I mean, I cannot sing like Lucia, so, you know. When, when, she, when she holds a microphone and she's singing, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'll try, but I know I can't get close. I can't get close. So when we do it together, what happens? We are better together. Synergy, that's right. But some people are so um, insecure that they want it all to be about them. It's not about you. It's all about me. Huh? That's, that's some people's song. That's how they sing it. Hmm? It's all about me. Huh? It's not about you. Yeah? No, 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 no. It's all about him. It's not about me. So when God brings you into my life, I see God in you. When God brings us together, we need to see the strength of God in people that he brings into our lives. Hmm? Hallelujah. I think I've said enough. Yes. With these few words of mine, 
<laughs> I hope <laughs> and I believe that Rumbi's weakness has been transformed into strength. She is now on the winning team. One with God is majority. When you go against her, your defeat is certain. Hallelujah. So you can't go and fight her because why? The Lord is her strength. So you can't just look at her and say, oh, she's not strong here, so let me just take advantage of this. You'll be, you will be finished. Hmm? That's why when you see weak people, be careful. When you see somebody's weakness, and that's another thing, let me say this. When you see somebody's weakness, don't take advantage of their weakness. Because you don't know how God has accommodated that weakness. You don't know. So you just step in quickly and whack. You break your whatever. <laughs> he said, but I thought she was weak. That's it, exactly. That was a trap for you. And you fell for it. My Lord, let's stand up and thank the Lord for the faith that transforms my weakness into strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When I am weak, I know I'm strong. Because I have you, I know I am strong. I'm made strong. My Lord, the power of transformation, the transforming power of your strength, the transforming power of your presence, the transforming power, I thank you. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Jesus, my Lord. Mm. Mighty God, mighty God. Jesus. Cosandele Mistos. Cosandele Mistos. Oh, yes. Jesus, your strength is made perfect in my weakness. When I am weak, I know I'm strong. I will not be moved by what I see. I will not be moved by my human limitations. I put my faith in your divinity. I put my faith in your omnipotence. I put my faith in you. As the all-powerful one. Thanks be to God. That always causes us to triumph. In Christ. My Lord and my God. I thank you. I thank you. Blessed be. The name of the Lord. Glory. 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 Say this after me. Heavenly Father. I thank you for your strength. That makes me. Strong. My, my, my weakness is not a disadvantage. When you are wrong, you transform my weakness into strength. In my weakness, you manifest your power. Your strength is made perfect. In my weakness, I put my faith in you. Even at my weakest moments, I put my strength in you. Even when I'm down, I put my strength, my faith in your strength. Your strength is my strength. Especially when I'm weak. Help me, Father. I put my faith in your omnipotence. I put my faith in your divinity. You are God. And there is none like you. I refuse to be limited by my weaknesses. I open my life. I open my mind 
to receive strength from above. Help from above. Thank you, Lord. Manifest your strength. Help me, Lord. Not to be prideful. Even when I'm strong. When I feel strong. Help me to remain humble. Help me to remain humble at all times. At all times. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Lord, I bless you for your people this morning. I speak strength. Yes. Oh God, even to every weakness, let your breath breathe over our weaknesses. Bring strength. Let there be grace. Let there be anointing. Let there be relationships. Oh, Father God, that will strengthen us, empower us. Thank you, Lord, for strength from above. In Jesus' name, amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.